Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. Want to take a soak in my hot tub? Here, I'll scooch over. Oh, don't mind him. That's just my nephew. Hello. We're relaxing after a tough battle. Zuko here really helped me out. You're a big, brave boy, isn't that right, Zuko? I guess so. Oh, ha ha. Sorry, I didn't mean to put my foot there. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. Unless... Hello, everybody. At last, it is time to discuss Episode 7 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Brendan, you're nodding your head about, I think, the episode number. I'm pretty sure we're right. Yeah, I always do that, though, because I'm like, hmm, did I listen or watch the right one? Oh, you're about to find out. I might start going on some weird story <laughs> tangent that you're like, oh, <laughs> stop me if I'm uh, going on a something other than what you just viewed, but we'll figure it out. Uh, Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you. We just had a long conversation about Smash Ultimate and characters that we like to play as. Brendan, who's yep. your main? Uh, Joker. Is that just because you're like a big Persona fan? or uh, I think he's like fast and kind of fun. I like his like the he's got one move. I don't play it a lot, but he's got a move where he throws his knife and then chases it. I really like that. I also don't play it a lot, so we're not ready for like a high level <laughs> smash conversation, I think. Uh Captain Falcon for me. He's just very fast. Yeah. Punches are effective. Classic. Come out quickly enough where yeah, gets gets the job done. It's mm -hmm. hard to land a Falcon punch, but there's really nothing that feels better. There's no more satisfying thing than landing the perfect Falcon punch. Yes. I think my favorite move to land would have to be Kirby's like rock his down his down special where he just turns into That's a rock really and good. drops on your head. I will play as Kirby and just try to land that <laughs> the entire fight. Have you ever successfully landed a Jigglypuff sleep KO? Uh, rarely. Yeah, I'm much better with like um, Muse uh, Mewtwo's sleep. Yeah. I'm, I, I can hit that one much more consistently. Oh, man. This is making me want to play Smash again. Maybe that is something that we'll have to do at some point. I'm feeling the itch. Maybe. I tried to play it recently. I was like, I'm going to play online and I'm going to get good at it. Uh, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't play it because it felt unresponsive to me. Mm -hmm. I was like trying to, trying to do fast moves. And I was like, I don't know what it is about this game, but I feel bad at it. Just like moving around. It's also that beautiful Nintendo online service, baby. Oh, yeah. They still haven't figured it out. Nope. And they're charging a lot of money for it now. Uh, a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's only what, like 60 bucks a year. The no money that it used to cost. Mm -hmm. Now it's some money, but they haven't seemed they seemingly haven't done anything with it. No. Uh, the last thing I really played online was Splatoon. For like a week. Ah, oh, man. I know. I feel so bad about that. Splatoon 3 came out. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. I'm back in it, baby. This is my new thing. You and me played a handful of matches together. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think probably the last one that I played was with you. I think that probably is the same. And then I never went back to it. <laughs> oh, man. That's a shame. I can't keep up with these online gaming, like anything, like multiverses we were playing for a while. We talked yep. about that. 
on this show a little bit. You spent a lot of money on that game. $100. 100 American dollars. <laughs> on a free fighting game. You didn't need to spend a cent. You <laughs> said to yourself, I will make this purchase worth it. Uh-huh. How much have you played it since that $100 purchase? Uh, I played it for probably a month after that. I stopped playing right before they released uh, Rick and Morty, or just Morty. Morty and uh, Spike from Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that's where I stopped, right before they came out. So I've never played them. Um, you got to hop back in and see how they yeah. control it. You've got all these character tokens because you spent a hundred dollars on that fucking game i should have every character (laughs) and a yellow name that didn't even work (laughs) oh yeah that's true (laughs) that's that was the real bummer of it is it came if you if you you spent the money you got a yellow name plate so everyone online could tell that you're a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) and it didn't even work nick couldn't see my yellow name (laughs) nope yeah you might as well have just been, yeah, a regular freebie <laughs> like me. I had that that moving toast background, though. Uh, so that, you know, yeah. in the end, <laughs> money well spent, I would say. It's not like you're missing it now, are you? No, not really. I've spent money on stupider things in video games, I think. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we all have. If I could look back on even just how many times I've probably purchased like one individual game across many platforms, like I've bought like Mass Effect 3 on multiple platforms. Never played it, but I think I've bought it like four times maybe. Yep, yep. I started that recently around Christmas because I was like trying to figure out what to play on my PlayStation without buying something new. Sure. So I started Mass Effect uh, and I got maybe like an hour in. It was like, I remember why I didn't play this game. (laughs) A sudden realization. Oh, yeah, this is... um there's a reason I don't have mem- all my fond memories of the Normandy crew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that, was that what it is? <laughs> I think so. The only character I remember is Joker, who is like your pilot. Well, well, well. Who's voiced it's by... Suddenly all making lots of sense. It's Seth Green, right? Yes, I believe it is. Chris Griffin himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Every character well, in uh, Robot Chicken. Uh, pretty much. Um, wow. The Joker connection mm-hmm. is, is suddenly things are becoming very clear to me. Yep. Yep. Maybe that's why you gravitated towards the Joker in Smash. So you had all those fond memories <laughs> flying around with your boy Seth. Well, now I'm such a Bioware expert. I feel like I kind of have to go and play it just to see. But I don't. Twitch.tv slash Bob the Virus to, to see Brendan play Bioware games. <laughs> Probably not for a little while. Once the the new once the new uh, Dragon Age gets a release date, I will probably play through Dragon Age again. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. Everyone should look forward to that wonderful stream of Brendan's. I mm-hmm. won't be playing that game probably myself, but I'll watch you play it uh, once. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I, I I went from not knowing anything about it to actually like being kind of hyped that the new one's coming out. That is cool. That's fun that you can yeah. have been like totally blind to a franchise and then catch all the way up before like the new one comes out. That happened to me with uh, Metal Gear, like before Metal oh, Gear, yeah. the Phantom Pain came out. I'm like, well, I should get into this and then blasted through every single one of them in about 
a year and a half. I tried to do that, but I got stuck on Metal Gear 2. I don't remember exactly where I was, but I just kind of fell off of it really hard. I had to find bombs or something. There were like a bunch of bombs yeah, hidden everywhere. I was like, Fuck Lots this. of places to get stuck in Metal Gear 2, where I almost did not continue on without the help of precious online guides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I have Metal Gear 3, but I never made it past like the opening area. I think I got killed by like an alligator or something. That sounds right. I was like, fuck this. Uh, you should find the time to carry on. That is my favorite of the Metal Gear games. Oh. Metal Gear th- Solid 3. I will have to check Snake it out. Snake Eater. I started playing 4. I think it was on PlayStation Now, or which is PlayStation Plus uh, sure. Ultra, whatever it is now. Sure. Whatever you want to call it. I started playing that, but there was like two hours of cutscene before I even got to move the character, and I think I stopped pretty quickly. Uh, That's just... Kojima, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He makes you wait I played for Death it. Stranding. Oh, yeah. We all played Death Stranding. We all experienced Death Stranding yeah, as did. a nation, yep. as a world. Yep. I remember when I got to the end of Death Stranding, it was like 1230 at night, and I was like, I'll just finish the boss, and then I'll watch the end cutscenes, and I'll go to bed. And I think it was like cool. two. And, it was like 2.30 by the time I was able to turn it off. I uh, remember when I beat Metal Gear Solid 4, mm-hmm. and luckily I knew that the final cutscene was like a very, very long cutscene. So I was like, okay, well, I beat the game, but I know that I'm in for like a lot of uh, screen time here. And then it's like a 90 minute cutscene or something. So insane. Yeah, it's like a full fucking length movie. <laughs> yeah, feature film at the, <laughs> at end, the, of the, at the end of your game. Jesus. Not even a particularly good one either. <laughs> like, bunch of dumb military bullshit that really makes no sense but that's kojima that's what metal gear is that's what's fun about metal gear though is it's just anime bullshit disguised as like american military movies yeah that's what it's all about hey speaking of anime bullshit disguised (laughs) as uh american styles Uh maybe uh american bullshit disguised in an anime style yep uh we have to talk about avatar the last airbender which may or may not fit that description of what I just gave, but yeah. uh, maybe we'll find out by talking about episode seven. Are you ready to do that? I'm ready. Yep, 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 yep. Episode seven of Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, the first part of a two-part episode. Brendan, our first two-parter. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> the first two episodes were technically, a, I think, a two-parter. Were they, or did they just release on the same day? Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. They were not titled something something part one. Yeah, which is weird because this one actually has its own subtitle and then the the two part subtitle. It is a little weird when you're looking at the title card. That's definitely because it's what the spirit world and then in parentheses winter solstice part one. That's the way it appears on there in the uh, Wikipedia article that I gather these titles from. They title this Winter Solstice Part 1, colon, The Spirit World. Oh, they changed it. So they flip-flop it in a way that does make more sense. It does, yeah. Uh, For the purposes of what we're working with here, let's make it make more sense. Uh, No reason to confuse everybody. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Winter Solstice Part 1, the spirit world. I had mentioned to you like a while ago that this show has lots of multi-part mm-hmm. episode arcs that they kind of bundle together in this way. 
Um, we will take those, I think, on a case-by-case basis of how we want to sort of present them. Yeah. Um, in our previous show with Samurai Jack, there were a few instances of multi-part episodes that we handled in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me knowing kind of how these all shake out, Brendan, I will be the arbiter of of how this job gets done. Sure. Does that seem fair to you? Yeah. I'll let you know when it's necessary to do it all at once or if we can split it up into separate apps. And this, uh, as I'm sure you already know, because I never told you to do anything, uh, we're going to split <laughs> this up into separate apps. Oh, good, because I only watched the first one. <laughs> if If I wanted us to handle this a different way, we would have preemptively taken care of that. <laughs> you would have had to say something much earlier. And it's way too late for something like that now. <laughs> but here we are. We're going to start with part one, The Spirit World, April 8th, 2005. Mm-hmm. Previously on Avatar. Uh, last week, Katara led a prison breakout, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, in prior weeks, we were introduced to Avatar Roku, the Avatar previous to Aang. Yep. And long ago, uh, Monk Gyatso, Aang's teacher, had promised Aang that Roku would somehow be able to help him once he got a little older, help him with his Avatar duties. But how? How? He's dead. That's how the Avatar he- thing works. I couldn't be here without him being gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure it out. He'll, you know, he said that when he was ready for him, he would be there. And it uh, seems like Aang's getting pretty close to being ready. He's starting to figure it out. <clears throat> He's picking up the pieces of what it means to be the Avatar. And uh, we're going to go on this journey with him. Here we go. Appa is soaring through the sky. Everyone is just kind of lounging on his back, having a good old time. Mm -hmm. Katara wonders what it would be like to jump into a cloud. Yep. And Sokka sarcastically tells her to give it a try. And Aang bursts up from his seat and says, I'll try it and leaps straight off of Appa's head. Yep, just fucking bails. Uh, We have a, a good instance of them doing wacky shit with the character models in this scene. Ang's head grows like three sizes right before he jumps off, and then pulses in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Sokka and um, Katara both kind of do it as well as they're looking over the edge of the saddle. It's almost like we're looking at them through like a fisheye lens or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, but only affecting their models and nothing like in the world. No, no, yeah, just them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan, is this anime? No. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It's getting pretty close, huh? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. I will uh, not be the first to admit that. You will be. Mm-hmm. I'll be the second. Um, Aang flies back up. He's sopping wet. And the whole team learns that clouds are made of water, which... Surely they would have known this by now. Yeah. Also, though, that means that Katara, if she was a better waterbender, could jump into the clouds and probably catch herself. Well, catch herself is an interesting thought because I'm not really sure with waterbending what she could do to, like, stop her fall. I feel like she would just take the water with her. She couldn't. I would think she could, like, lift the water under her. 
Yeah, but then you could just fly if you were a waterbender. You could just have like a block of ice beneath you and lift it up and just fly forever. Do yeah, you think that's a thing. I think it should be. <laughs> you could do that's it. In, like you can do it in Zelda. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a very Breath of the Wild kind of thing. Just yeah, physics breaking. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a good. It's an interesting thought, um, but. I just think that they would have known by now that there's no way that Appa, like planes f- fly through clouds mm-hmm. every time they fly. There's no way that Appa has not f- like flown through a, a cloud by now. Yeah, unless Appa's like afraid of clouds. He could be, and in which case it's terrible for them to make him get so close to them all the time. All the time, yeah. Constantly. <laughs> Appa looks like a cloud, too. Yeah. There's nothing scarier than when I look in the mirror, so I understand. <laughs> if I saw me walking down the street, I'd run away. <laughs> I don't trust this guy. <laughs> I don't like the look of him. Oh, shit, he looks like me. He is me. Wait a minute. Black Mirror. <gasps> Ooh. I don't know what Black Mirror is. <laughs> <laughs> Not that. <laughs> uh, I didn't think so, yeah. It's fine. Uh, they continue looking out over some rolling green hills before them, but then there's a large black scar cut through the middle of it. And they get closer to reveal a long stretch of scorched earth and blackened tree stumps. Sokka notices some rhino footprints on the ground. Remember how cool those fucking rhinos were? Oh, yeah. Very badass. I'd love to spend some more time with one of those things. Um, But Sokka recognizes it and flips his lid, realizes the Fire Nation was responsible for whatever happened here in this forest. Mm -hmm. But Katara shushes him and points to Aang, who falls to his knees, and he is just completely distraught at what they've stumbled upon. Yeah. Yeah, he's real bummed about it. Uh, Kind of surprisingly. (sighs) Why would anyone do this? How could I let this happen? Aang, you didn't let this happen. It has nothing to do with you. Yes, it does. It's the Avatar's job to protect nature. But I don't know how to do my job. That's why we're going to the North Pole. To find you a teacher. Yeah, a waterbending teacher. But there's no one who could teach me how to be the Avatar. Monkey Yatsu said that Avatar Roku would help me. The Avatar before you? He died over 100 years ago. How are you supposed to talk to him? I don't know. Thanks, Sokka. That doesn't help me at all. Yes, Sokka, that is the problem. Yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to say. You didn't have to rub it in my face. Uh, It is kind of a good point that Aang raises, though. There's really nobody who can teach the Avatar how to be the Avatar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Based on even what we were just saying earlier, like only the Avatar themselves realistically could be the ones to do this. Are dead before the next one arrives. Yeah. So, and if nobody was around the previous Avatar, there's not like an Avatar historian that we're aware of. So, yeah. I mean, there could be. I'm sure. I'm sure. But if nobody's around, yeah, then nobody could have done it. But I'm sure there are people running around writing down everything the Avatar does. But even seemingly, like we've talked about in recent weeks, like there's a lot of people who seem to think that, like, the Avatar doesn't exist yeah. or don't know what the Avatar even really is. Yep. Yeah. So it seems like maybe 
that I do believe that maybe something like that would have existed before this 100 year war. Yeah. But now, yeah, it seems like things have changed and Aang is kind of, he's on an island as far as Avatar stuff. Mm -hmm. Avatar knowledge. Avatarisms. <laughs> um, from here, we cut to Prince Zuko calling out for his uncle in a forest. I feel like we haven't spent any quality time with Zuko and Iroh in several weeks. No, we haven't really seen them since the um, the island episode. And even then, they were kind of just there briefly. Very much, yeah, like a B plot. Not even like a B plot, like a Q plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very not. We haven't spent time with them since the uh, fight that he did, which I forgot the name of. Uh, the Agni Kai, of course. The Agni Kai. That's it. Yep. Lest we forget, we saw Zuko last week picking up Katara's necklace that we are all so distraught. <laughs> that's that she's true. Lost. I did check for it. She's not wearing it in the episode. In this episode. Well, all right. So at least that's consistent. Yeah. We'll possibly go back and look at older episodes i didn't actually go back but i did look at some images of her and i think she is normally wearing okay, it okay it's like a choker though it's 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 kind of That's very kind of what it was it's tight around her neck and it's got like the circle right in the middle of it okay so she's not full of shit yeah but <laughs> maybe a little bit when she's trying to talk about how important it is because certainly <laughs> it's not important to us nope <laughs> Uh, but here we are with Zuko and Iroh. Uh, Iroh's clothes are hanging from a tree branch, and he is just straight lounging in a hot spring, fully nude. Mm -hmm. The way we like him. <laughs> um, Zuko tells him that they've got to get moving to keep up with the Avatar. Iroh's like, hey now, partner, relax a little bit. Why don't you get on in this hot tub with me? Ease your mind in the hot springs, my brother. <laughs> Take off your clothes and come join your uncle. <laughs> nothing weird about that. No, nothing at all. Nothing I haven't seen before. <laughs> Big boy. Okay, this is getting a little weird and incestual. Perhaps we should move right along. <laughs> Iroh tells Zuko, this is funny. <laughs> Iroh tells Zuko to come soak away his troubles. Zuko says, my troubles cannot be soaked away. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's so serious. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Yeah. Give Have you try. tried? There's nothing a little hot spring can't do, even for the most troubled of teens. Uh, Iroh is actually warming this up, the hot springs up, by blowing some hot air out of his nose. Yeah, which is interesting. That's a thing he can do. That's a fun firebending power he picked up mm -hmm. along the way. Just kind of blowing steam out. Uh, he's also clearly like fucking high as fuck right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zuko tells Iroh to get out of the water and he obeys and stands up. And Zuko totally cock blocks us by putting his hand in front of Iroh's <laughs> fully naked hot uncle bod. <laughs> and I'm sitting here saying, damn it. <laughs> Piece of shit, move. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. Seven episodes <laughs> in and I'm finally about to get it. I'm going to have to go on DeviantArt. <laughs> and who's got the time? Um, Zuko says, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to go, but I will see you in a little bit. <laughs> uh, Aang is still sitting in the ashes of the forest 
And Katara says, hey, Aang, ready to be cheered up? And then fucking fires something at his head at full velocity. <laughs> that would cheer me up. <laughs> he rightfully questions how that is supposed to cheer him up because I'm not sure. I don't know, Brendan. I'm, I'm not. So, I'm just not so sure. She could have taken an eye out with that thing. <laughs> hey, Katara, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to grieve over here. You've really hurt me just now. Uh, Sokka laughs at this, and then he also takes a shot straight to the dome. <laughs> Tell you what, though, this kid's got a hell of an arm. <laughs> Gotta add the, the hit the hit sound effect from uh, fucking Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's uh, really got a cannon. Uh, points out that these are acorns that she's thrown as hard as she could at their heads. Uh, so someday the forest will regrow, which I'm no tree expert. Mm-hmm. But do you think the scorched earth they're standing in is fertile enough for the forest to regrow? I'm I, not really sure. I do, actually, because I think that's like a natural part of some forests is that okay. they burn down and then the ash becomes like pretty good fertilizer for uh, the next generation of trees there. I think that's like part of a, a forest's life cycle. Uh, you just got a future in, uh, arborism. Oh, yeah. Tree expert <laughs> over here. Isn't that literally what a tree expert is, is a arborist? An arborist, <laughs> yeah. Or that's somebody who, like, propagates trees. I'm not really sure what an arborist does. Just had to really stop myself from saying arsonist. <laughs> Could be both. Which is, which is uh, seems to be, yeah, the problem that... <laughs> we're looking at here was caused by one of those so we're gonna need one of the other ones to come in and fix that it's my forest i can burn it down if i want to i thought this was america (laughs) uh yeah this is america that we're in um their conversation is interrupted as an old man approaches them and asks ang if he's the avatar uh he says yes he actually like looks to katara for permission to reveal that he's the avatar yep I think it's kind of interesting that she's like in control. She's like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. Didn't Seems even vet enough. this guy. Well, she is the one who's been like getting him to dress up in costume and stuff. This is true. Very protective of his identity. Yeah. But this old man seems safe enough. Uh, and he says that his village needs Aang's help. It cuts to the village. There's several buildings that have been destroyed. Um, they enter a great hall where all of the villagers are located. Uh, Aang meets the village leader who deeply honors him. And Aang is just kind of like, nice to meet you. Yeah. I don't have have time for these formalities. I've never, he never learned how to do that. I'm a 12 year old boy. All he knows what to do is throw cakes at (laughs) meditating people's heads. Mm -hmm. And spin marbles around as best he can. Uh, They describe their predicament for the last few days at sunset. They have been attacked by by a spirit monster known as Haybai, the black and white spirit. Mm -hmm. Love this guy. Yeah. Um, Haybai has also been abducting villagers. They're not really sure what's going on, but they're worried because the winter solstice is approaching, at which time... He says the lines between the natural world and the spirit world are blurred completely, so there's no telling what Haybai could do to them. Yeah, some some pagan nonsense. 
some weird voodoo <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it is kind of fun. I'm excited for this, not to get, you know, too far ahead of ourselves, but we're spending, this is our first really time spending time with spirits in the spirit world. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. Didn't realize it was even a thing. It's a thing. It turns out to be a pretty big thing in the history of the show. Again, not trying to get too ahead of myself because I hate when I do this and I'm even mad that I've done it now. (laughs) Aang's like, well, so what do you need me for? And the old man describes the Avatar as the bridge between man and spirits. And Aang's like, yeah, that's right. I knew this. Yeah, I I, I do that all the time. I bridge the spirits... (laughs) For breakfast. Me and the spirits hang out all the time when I make bridges for them. (laughs) Katara does call Aang great bridge guy and pulls him off to the side. (laughs) So Even she's not really buying it. Uh, Aang admits he has no idea what he's going to do, but he has to do something. Uh, Katara is supportive. Sokka has the same supportive tone, but knows that they are all doomed. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you again, Sokka. You're really helping everyone feel better this episode. (laughs) He's trying. Uh, I'm not sure (laughs) that he's trying. And if he is, he's doing a very bad job. He should stop. (laughs) He should stop trying. Yeah, Just keep your mouth shut for once. Please. Uh, Back to naked Iroh, fast asleep. Uh, He's woken up by a little mouse and realizes that he has missed Zuko's deadline, but does not really seem to give a fuck at all. Mm -hmm. He's kind of on island time, baby. Oh, yeah. Iroh time. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) The ground starts to shake, and a dust cloud rushes towards Iroh, and suddenly stone pillars burst up from his organic jacuzzi and trap him within it. Mm -hmm. Which is rude, very rude. Yeah, just trying to relax, and you've ruined the whole thing. You know, what if somebody else wanted to hop in there? Now it's ru- it's ruined. Now it's broken, yeah. They came in, they harshed his vibe, they fucked up his jacuzzi. It's just... Man's trying to relax, um, but these dudes cannot relax at all. Big, beefy Earth Kingdom soldiers roll up on Iroh. One of them recognizes him, and he says he's the Fire Lord's brother, the Dragon of the West... The once great General Iroh. Yeah, Dragon of the West is a cool fucking nickname. Pretty badass nickname, yeah, for sure. This episode is very fun to me because we don't get a lot of it. But if you want to give me some Iroh backstory, like, fuck yeah, lay it yep, on me. We get, a go- uh, we get good Iroh backstory. We get good Iroh, like, action. He's a very clever man. Big player in this episode, like we've been waiting for him to be. Mm-hmm. He delivers. This is his breakout role. Um, Iroh has a very sour look on his face, and he is taken prisoner. Um, back in the village, the sun is starting to set, and Aang cautiously steps into the city streets. Clearly way, like, he's in way over his little bald head. Yep. Um, everyone else is watching anxiously from the windows in the hall, but Sokka is frustrated that nobody is helping Aang. Um, the sun fully sets, but there's no spirit. Aang makes a very formal proclamation to the spirit, which is, again, not here right now. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Speaking to no one. He's almost doing like a Michael Scott, I declare bankruptcy kind of thing. Yeah, essentially, yeah. 
He's just shouting into the void. This'll work. He slams his staff down in a you shall not pass kind of fashion as well. Mm -hmm. How many pop culture references do you think I can fit into this like five second of uh, television action? Uh, I would let's say seven. You're at two. Uh, You've set way too high of a bar for me. And now I'm feeling discouraged. So I can't (laughs) continue on. I was going to go with ten. (laughs) Well, thanks for cutting me some slack. Anyway. Now I'm trying to think about, uh, you know what, there's no time. Uh, He seems satisfied enough by this and turns to walk away. But through the trees beyond the village gates, uh, the figure of a black and white monster starts to materialize. And it stalks Aang for a minute, but he turns around to face Heibai, the black and white spirit. Yeah, this thing's pretty cool looking. Thing is. Very frightening. It reminds me of uh, the villain from the Digimon movie, the second part of the Digimon movie. Yes, yes, of course. I had the same exact thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's like a rabbit thing um, that I have already taken the liberty of getting a picture for you. (laughs) Okay, so you've sent it to me, and there is some similarities. It's, It's like this big hulking beast with like these weird gangly arms there's something yeah big long ears it's got a long face and big sharp teeth the shoulder area is uh yep. kind of lining up with what hey has got going on hey has two more arms than this thing has though this is true four arms and two legs which it kind of walks around on like a gorilla <laughs> yep it's also kind of like the cloverfield monster i've not seen cloverfield what cloverfield is really good i like it a lot what about 10 Cloverfield Lane? Also very good. Uh, didn't need to be a Cloverfield movie. That's what I understand. And then there's the other one, too. Cloverfield in Space. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's called the Cloverfield Project or something. Not as good. Should have been Cloverfield in Space. Yeah. Uh, that one wasn't a Cloverfield movie until they shoehorned it in at the end. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, it's a Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, there's us. a monster attacking New York. Like, oh, shit. I remember and that. It's a Cloverfield. <laughs> Here he is, Cloverfield himself. Uh, yes, big black and white beast walking behind Aang. He tries to introduce himself, but Heibai launches a Godzilla atomic breath attack right in his face. Mm-hmm. Another pop culture reference for you, Brendan. Yep. The Cloverfield monster can do that, too. Okay, so we're up to four. If we want to count the Cloverfield, you made that one. But mm-hmm. I, maybe we can get a running count for the both of us. Yeah, so we're up to four, including the Digimon and the Cloverfield monster. Oh, yeah. So that's five. Uh, plus, I made a lot of ones before that. But uh, we can't really count those, can we? Uh, sure we can. Okay, you've, so you've sent me a picture of something else just now. I'm not really sure what it is, but it looks like a very sexy xenomorph. <laughs> that is the Cloverfield monster. That's what the Cloverfield monster looks like? Yeah, you don't see it for most of the movie. Or when you do, it's it's massive. It's like, it's this giant beast hulking around New York. It looks so stupid. It does, yeah. They've made several of these movies. This is only in the first one. Uh, it looks terrible, but it does look like a sexy xenomorph. It does kind of, yeah. <laughs> but I think it looks a lot like um, Hey Bye. Yeah, that is 
uh, very Hey I would say. Maybe a little more alien than mm-hmm. Hey is. Hey looks a little more like artistic. Maybe it's the black and white like yeah nature of it that it looks painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, it knocks Aang away and then walks right past him and begins his destruction of the village. He's uh, teleporting back and forth, which is kind of cool. It's fucking spooky. <laughs> I hate this <laughs> Very thing. scary. I know. You, the idea of if this is not even him at his full strength, like if we get to the winter solstice and this thing is still around, I cannot imagine what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, Sokka wants to help, but everyone says Aang has got this under control, and we are very quickly shown that Aang very clearly does not have this under control. <laughs> yep. Please, would you stop destroying things and listen? I'm just trying to do my job as spirit friend. Excuse me, would you please turn around? I command you to turn around now! Hey-bye stops for a minute, turns around, and then smacks him away like an insect. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. He's like, you don't fucking tell me. <laughs> Backhands him. I'm doing something over here. <laughs> Not right now, bald kid. To you. Yeah. Some great bridge you are. <laughs> Show you the great backside of my hand. Um, Sokka's seen enough, runs out to help, and hurdles his boomerang at Heibai, and it comically bounces off of his big spirit butt. Yep, with like a boing noise. It's good. It's a good cartoon bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sokka runs up to Aang and says they'll fight it together, and Aang is trying to say he doesn't want to fight at all. But Heibai reaches down and snatches Sokka up and runs away. Yep. And that's the end of Sokka. Yep, he, that's how Sokka dies. He went out doing a good thing, despite the fact that he's done several very frustrating things just in this <laughs> one episode alone. <laughs> he's doing his best. He's doing his best. It's not quite enough. <laughs> Uh, Aang pulls out his glider and chases after them into the forest. Uh, Katara runs to the village gate and hangs her head as her brother and her friend disappear into the trees. Mm-hmm. Rough day to be Katara. Um, Zuko returns to Iroh's hot springs at night, but uh, Iroh was gone. He notices the busted up rocks and his firebending goons suggest that there was a landslide. Zuko says, land doesn't slide up, you fucking moron. <laughs> Idiot. Have <laughs> you ever seen it slide up before? <laughs> Stupid. Why are you, why do I employ you? <laughs> Couldn't my father have given me better firebenders when he banished me? Well, I mean, that's probably actually, you know what? That's probably a really great point as to why they're so incompetent. Gave him the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you go with my loser son. I have a special assignment for you. <laughs> this is v- of utmost importance. <laughs> Keep my son safe. <laughs> Duh, okay. You got it, boss. <laughs> Just, yeah. One big drop of drool coming down <laughs> of his lip. Um, Cuts back to Aang flying after Heibai, who charges through the forest with Sokka in his clutches. Uh, They run back into that burned patch from earlier in the episode, and Mm -hmm. Aang and Sokka reach out and grasp each other's hands, but in a flash, Heibai and Sokka disappear. Yep, Uh, and just to 
Just because I have to talk about it real quick. Let's do it. Did you notice that Aang chasing them through the forest when he's on his hang glider? He is a 3D model uh, that keeps he's he's holding onto the hang glider and it keeps rocking back and forth. Like, so it's showing the top of the glider and then it's showing Aang. And it's a a static 3D model that they just keep rocking in the sky. (laughs) That's really funny. I didn't notice that because I think it was like a lot. It was too much of a high action sequence for me to maybe pick up on that, but I will have to go back and take another I, look. I didn't notice it immediately, but once I did, I couldn't stop staring at it. I was like, I fucking hate this. They're not afraid to use these 3D models <laughs> on the show, Brendan, and but you and me should be afraid of what they might try to pull off. Uh, it doesn't continue into the next, like, once they leave the forest uh, and he's, like, reaching for Zaka. That goes back to being drawings but the the scene where it's running and he's flying after it he has no animation except his models like rocking around just swiveling him like a title in a powerpoint presentation yeah essentially yeah that's really funny yeah i'll have to take another look at that um but yes they disappear and ang collapses to the ground right in front of a big wooden statue of a bear Mm -hmm. and he is knocked out when he wakes up, he realizes that Sokka is truly gone. Yep. Again, the end of Sokka's time. Series wrap for the little water tribe boy who could. Mm-hmm. Who, who tried. He tried. Who, who really couldn't. Yeah. Um, the Earthbenders carry Iroh, who is all chained up. They're riding on the backs of these, like, tauntaun ostrich things. Yeah, I like them. I'd like to have one of those. Do some work on the farm. <laughs> you know, the farm. Yeah. It's what I'm usually doing when I'm not doing this. Yeah, that's uh, it's true, Nick. And you guys might not know this. Nick is a, a farm boy. I Well, I do live in Farmville. <laughs> Proud resident. Yep. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Farmers only is a thing. I don't know. There's no <laughs> joke there. Uh, he... Uh, Iroh questions where they are taking him, and they tell him where they're taking him, which I feel like is stupid. They shouldn't give that away. Yeah, yep. No reason to do that, but I guess, you know, whatever. Why, why are they even engaging with him? In Red Dead Redemption, you could push a button and punch him to get him to stop talking. This is true. You could just, yeah, end it there. Mm-hmm. It would have been funny if somebody just said, shut up, old man, and then punched him <laughs> right in the mouth. Slapped him, yeah. No time for this. We got a long ride. You crazy old man. Um, They reveal that they're going to somewhere that they say he's quite familiar with because he once laid siege to it for 600 days, but it would not yield to him. That's such a long time to be laying siege. 600 days. Two, almost two full years. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's it's such a humongous portion of your life to just be doing that. Yeah. Oh, and God. It, and it didn't work. Yeah. Fuck. How great of a general was he? These are questions to be <laughs> answered. Uh, yes, Iroh knows exactly what he's talking about. How could he not? I don't think there's lots of places he probably laid siege to for 600 days. <laughs> no. I would hope not. That's just, yeah, that was his whole military career was long, strung out (laughs) sieges. Uh, But he goes, ah, 
the great city of Ba Sing Se. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Brendan, give me this Iroh backstory. I eat it up. Yep, yep. It's very good. This is what I crave more than <laughs> anything. Um, the soldier says the city was greater than Iroh, and Iroh's like, hey, I didn't say shit about bossing say, all right? You did. Yeah, you, you brought it up, man. <laughs> I'm not worried about these insults you're throwing at me, okay? <laughs> I'm just out here doing my best, even if it takes 600 days and the job still doesn't seem to get done. <laughs> Uh, he does say how tired he was after 600 days of battle. And he yawns and goes, and I'm still tired, and falls off of the creature. <laughs> like a goon. Silly old man, so we think. <laughs> uh, they stop and pick him up, but he is actually left behind one of his sandals and has a devilish smile on his face. Yeah, he's very clever, and he knows it. I know. He's like, finally, yeah, this is my time to shine. Iroh's back, baby. <laughs> it is fun. Like you said earlier, we're introduced to a new character on this show, uh, General Iroh the Tactical Genius. Yeah, he's he's very impressive. It's fun to see, like, it's fun to see that, that his character is so aloof, but at the same time, he is a accomplished military general. Yeah, who still knows, like, what to do in mm -hmm. these kinds of situations. He's not just always like, oh, that's just sleepy old Iroh. Yep. His best days are behind him. Perhaps not. Yeah. It's just a front. He's capable of so much more. Uh, Katara is sitting by the village gate, and the old man walks up to comfort her. Everything is painted in a blue light under the moon. Mm-hmm. And the old man says that Sokka is in good hands with the Avatar, but Aang sheepishly walks from the forest towards them and admits that he's lost Sokka. He was not able to save him. It's kind of set up as like a, a bit, too, because he's like, oh, I'm sure Aang will bring your brother back. I would be shocked if he came back without your brother. And then like at that moment, Aang is walking in from the like way off screen, like alone. Pulls on his shirt collar and goes, <laughs> I wish you hadn't said that. <laughs> um, the sun starts to rise and that blue color fades from everything except for Aang himself. <gasps> What's going on? He's just very cold. It yeah. was a long walk through the forest and everything is blue. Even his, his clothes are so cold that they're blue. Yeah. The blue house with a, a blue window. Uh, he's... He does have a girlfriend, <laughs> and she is a specific color. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if she was green, she would die. Yeah, I, I've heard that. <laughs> no, you didn't. Nobody heard that. <laughs> they just thought that they did and wanted to impress you at the middle school dance. It didn't work on me. <laughs> I think that was earlier than middle school. It was way earlier than middle school, yeah. It's like yeah, second wait grade. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How old am I? That can't be right. <laughs> uh, like my Corvette. It's mm -hmm. sitting outside. Um, Katara and the old man don't react to what Aang just said, and they turn away from him. He's like, hey, I'm right over here, and waves his hand around in front of the old man's face, but realizes that something is up. Uh, Aang is 
blue and translucent, and it clicks with him. I'm in the spirit world. Whoa. How could this have happened? Yeah, how do you do that? Uh, something, I don't know, linking hands with Sokka while the thing, you know, I'm I'm not really sure. <laughs> he, he tripped and fell into the spirit world? It's like a weird application. Again, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it's like a weird application of spirits that I feel like they don't do later on in the show. I don't know. It's weird. It's confusing. <laughs> it's confusing to me, someone who has seen the entire show. Uh, but we'll not spend any more time on that. Zuko is searching for his uncle and finds a sandal in the road, picks it up, and immediately sniffs it. He takes like a big huff, too. It's not like a, an exploratory sniff. He fucking commits. <laughs> really drinks it in. <laughs> yeah, that's my uncle. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> that's Iroh, all right. That's Iroh's foot musk. Um, he does react in agony, which I think it's really weird. Yeah, it's weird that his first reaction was to sniff the sandal, but it turned out to be exactly what he needed to do, which yeah. leads me to believe like this is not the first time he's buried his nose in one of Iroh's shoes before. Uh, it's a new development for Zuko. He's actually part bloodhound. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's tracking right now. <laughs> and then the next uh, scene, he'll his little head will pop up from behind a bush, and he'll have a duck in his jaws. <laughs> um, he mounts his badass rhino and continues on. Mm -hmm. Does it look different in this episode than it did when we saw it before? Maybe a little bit. I kind of can't remember because it's been several episodes, but it's still pretty badass. It's still cool, yeah, but I think it's thinner. I think they were, like, beefier when they were first introduced. It's, go it's gone a little heavier in the uh, lizard direction because mm -hmm. it always was kind of lizard-rhino hybrid, and yeah. now I feel like there's a lot more lizard than we had. That's what it seemed like to me, yeah. It's, like, it's skinnier and kind of... It moves in a different way, like less like a rhino, like you say, more like a lizard, which he's is got fine. His, uh, he's got his rhinos on a diet. Yeah. You know, maybe you took him to the rhino vet and they said, how much are you feeding these guys? <laughs> uh, just a little bit, sir. Hmm. I don't know about that prince. 50 cups a day. <laughs> 50 cabbages. I know a guy. Um. Spirit Aang is sitting with Katara, and he says, all I have to do is figure out what I have to do. But once I do that, no problem. Mm -hmm. Which is could be said about any conflict that has ever existed. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to look at it. <laughs> He's got a good attitude about it. Yeah, that's true. All I have to do to solve my problem is solve my problem. And then, then there will the be problem no problem. We'll <laughs> be gone, yeah. <laughs> then we'll have no problems, but we'll have a pizza party. Oh, <laughs> we'll have an ice cream social <laughs> uh appa approaches but also cannot see ang uh katara even in her own grief comforts appa who is sad that ang is not around mm -hmm. so now you're feeling bad for the big guy yeah she says that ang and Sokka are probably on their way back now to give him a bunch of moon peaches moon peaches they sound delicious I've admitted on this podcast that I don't like peaches, but moon peaches? Yeah, when you when you bring lunar magic into the peaches. I will at least give them a shot. <laughs> um, 
Aang is getting frustrated and he calls out, Avatar Roku, how can I talk to you? Just kind of trying to progress the plot of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a noise from the forest and a twinkling light. And Aang looks out and sees a blue dragon flying straight towards him. Mm-hmm. And then we, the awesome rockin' guitar kicks in. It's extremely metal. Yeah, yeah. And anime. Mm-hmm. And everything at once. A bit like Dragon Ball. It's something like Dragon Ball. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's a blue dragon, but it's not a blue-eyes white dragon. Right, right, right. No, it's not. So please don't uh, get that twisted. <laughs> I know that's where everyone's minds went, but we can't let ourselves fall into that trap. <laughs> Aang tries to fly away from this dragon on his glider, but just glides uh, basically straight into the ground. Like any time I try to fly a paper airplane. Yeah, about as effective as <laughs> I've ever been. And he glides as well as I probably would glide with that exact <laughs> tool in my hands. Um, gets up and tries to throw a couple of air punches, but comes to another realization that he can't bend in the spirit world. Uh-oh, limitation. That's kind of fun, though. I like when they do that. It is fun. It takes away yeah, the one thing he's good for. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he'll have to use his brain, not his brawn. Although he doesn't even really have to do that in this episode. Either. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of goes along for the ride. Um, the dragon lands before him and just towers over him. It's this big, majestic, like, Southeast Asian-style serpent as opposed to, like, medieval, yep. like, European-style dragon. Uh, of course, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aang trembles before it, but lowers down. The dragon lowers down and places a whisker up to his head. And his eyes flash and he sees a vision of Avatar Roku riding on this exact dragon. Yeah, which is fucking cool. It is sick as hell. Aang does do a very funny thing. He says, you're Avatar Roku's animal guide, like Appa is to me. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what Appa is. Thanks, Aang. We get it. (laughs) I actually, I do kind of appreciate that because I would have thought Appa was just kind of a pet. I didn't realize that Appa was like, important as like it's something avatars have a an animal guide animal guide yeah it is kind of a silly concept um in Korra they like try to force that on you immediately like oh Korra has this loyal animal companion thing that is yeah her animal guide is it a cat I bet it's a fucking cat Brendan can I blow your mind right now well yeah go for it a dog <gasps> that's so much better i know <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good dog too but we can't get again we oh, can't get no. too far ahead of me. i know now you're gonna have to wait <laughs> wait for that good old dog uh it's a pretty good dog um ang asks if he can talk to roku and the dragon lowers its head to ang so he can ride on it and they fly away mm-hmm off on their adventures. I think he raises his hand in the air and goes, yeah, (laughs) I think so. Yeah, I remember that. My favorite part of the episode, actually. Cuts back to Iroh with the Earth Nation soldiers. He's startled and looks up and sees a giant dragon flying past. Yes, I noticed that. And then it's never mentioned. (laughs) 
No, it's it's not brought up. None of the other soldiers can see the dragon as well. Iroh is clearly the only other person who can see it or like anything related mm-hmm. to spirits at this moment. I'm intrigued. I they've they've piqued my interest with that. Why can Iroh see into the spirit world? I'm tapping my finger to my head and saying, Brendan, let that marinate for a bit. <laughs> I will. Very interesting, though. Yeah, he's the only one. Um, one of the soldiers notes Iroh freaking out over seemingly nothing and uh, asks what wrong. Iroh snaps out of this and says, actually, my old bones are sore because these shackles are too loose, he says. <laughs> yep. Oldest trick in the book. Fucking got him. <laughs> Stupid. He uh, asks them to tighten them for him. They stop, and before the soldier can grab his cuffs, Iroh pulls that same hot nose breath move he did <laughs> earlier in the episode. Yep. Bringing it back, but with a different application this time. Yeah. That's why they set it up. Can be used for anything. Relaxation or mm-hmm. uh, maiming someone. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. It doesn't seem to burn him, though, which is interesting. No. Yeah, it makes me wonder if just like being a firebender gives you some kind of yeah, <laughs> immunity to flame. I don't know it, what I'm trying to say. But then is it immunity to only your own? Yeah, if you throw out a big fire, if I just like launch a big fireball right right at my own foot, mm-hmm. am I going to be okay? Yeah, but I because we know that they can hurt each other with their fire. This is true. But we don't uh, know how it affects them. Like when their fists are on fire. Maybe he's uh, firebending with his nose mm-hmm. and then also firebending with his wrist. With his forearm. <laughs> yeah. Where are the cuffs? He can do it from any point on his body. I mean, if he can do it out of his nose, he can do it out of anywhere. And yeah. I mean anywhere. <laughs> Just think about it. Oh, I've um, thought about it. <laughs> and what do you think? <laughs> Sounds painful. Should probably it's see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When that happens to me, yeah, that's what I have to go do. Um, yeah, he does burn the soldier's hand and takes advantage of the chaos this causes and leaps away with his feet still bound and launches a big fiery kick towards the other soldiers. Yeah. Just pretty good. Mm-hmm. And rolls his way off of a cliff down a hill. I think watching him roll was pretty funny. (laughs) Very silly. If I was standing there, even if I was one of the earthbending soldiers, I would have a good laugh. (laughs) Before I moved in on him. Uh, Smash cut to Aang and Roku's dragon approaching a volcanic island with a tall fire temple on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And the dragon flies into the temple, and Aang screams as they soar straight into the ceiling, but they phase through it. Mm -hmm. And they are in a sanctuary with a golden statue of Avatar Roku himself. Uh, Aang questions what they are doing here, and the dragon gives him one more vision of a flaming comet. Yeah, what's this about? It's weird, they'll they'll never explain it. (laughs) I'm sure it will never come up again, yeah. They just show it, and then it's done. Uh, It's fine. (laughs) Setting up some good mysteries in this episode. 
there is a lot of setup in this episode. It's almost like this is a two-part episode where part two will have some answers to questions that have been raised. I kind it's of, almost like that. I kind of hope it doesn't answer every single question that it sets up in this episode. I'll tell you what, Brendan, you've asked a lot of questions as we've recorded here. Not every one of them is going to be answered. Thank God. <laughs> I can promise that. Some of them will. Some of them won't. Just spend the whole next episode checking them off a list. Like, <laughs> and this is the comet, and this is the other thing. <laughs> right, this is who burned down the forest. That bear statue there relates to this. <laughs> Iroh can see spirits because he he's witnessed death. Because he is dead. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, Aang then asks the dragon when he's going to be able to talk to Roku and a beam of light shines into the room pointing just near the statue and the dragon gives Aang one final vision of the sun rising and setting over several days and a calendar is shown and the beam of light slowly inches towards the statue and Aang figures out that he needs to return here on the winter solstice uh, but says that he needs to save Sokka right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have a few days to wait. <laughs> we got to go get my friend, Mr. Dragon. Can you help me? Help him, he will, as they fly away from the temple. Uh, cuts back to Iroh, yeah, just barreling down this hill. Having <laughs> a good time. He's having fun, yeah. He says again, again. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the soldiers bury him in a landslide, stopping <laughs> his fun, really killing his vibe. Um, they say that he needs to be dealt with immediately and severely. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to Katara, who is flying on Appa, trying to find Sokka and Aang. But uh, she gives up and turns back towards the village. From the ground, Zuko is following the ostrich thing footprints but can see Appa up in the sky. Mm -hmm. So now he has his own conundrum he must deal with. He has to make a choice, pursue the Avatar or rescue his uncle, and it cuts away before we know. Ooh, I wonder what he'll do. But I mean, we we know. Yeah, he's going to go after the Avatar. He's got to get that Avatar. It's clearly <laughs> extremely important to him. Yep. My uncle's okay, but I hate being banished. Well, <laughs> sorry, uncle. I had to see your hog earlier, and that really sealed the deal for me. <laughs> see you never. Good luck. Good luck on your war crime trials. <laughs> Have fun. Let me know how it goes. I'll read about it in the newspaper. Uh, the dragon soars towards that bear statue we saw earlier. Uh, Aang's physical body is sitting in meditation on the statue. And the dragon slams into it and Aang wakes up in his body. And he looks up to the statue and then flies away. His bending powers are back. Yeah, because he's back in his body. He's a bender once again. Mm -hmm. Back in the bending business, bitches. <laughs> once, a, once a gender. Once again, oh boy, <laughs> full of them tonight. The uh, sun is starting to set on the village and Katara looks hopeless, but Aang flies in and she gives him a big hug, but then realizes Sokka isn't with him as the sun goes down. Uh-oh. 
the earthbenders have Iroh on his knees with his hands lying on a boulder, and they're going to crush his hands with another giant boulder. <laughs> Brutal. Which, clearly, he doesn't need the hands. He got everything done with his nose earlier. <laughs> yeah. And then he hopped off and launched a big fireball with his legs. So, honestly, I'm not really sure. Then crush his hands and then break his nose and then break his feet. Break his feet. Cut his head off. <laughs> then he won't be able to do anything. Um, They raise that big boulder in the air. But before they can strike, Zuko's here. He saves the day, of course. Ah, oh, there he is. He's a good nephew. Uh, Kicks the boulder away and then breaks his uncle's chain, setting him free. And Zuko and Iroh stand back to back, ready to fight. Excellent form, Prince Zuko. You taught me well. Surrender yourselves. It's five against two. You're clearly outnumbered. Ah, that's true. But you are clearly outmatched. Oh, fucking got him. Roasted their asses. (laughs) You brought rocks to a fire fight. (laughs) Uh, Zuko and Iroh take these earthbenders to fucking full school. Uh, The earthbenders throw some rocks at them, but Iroh knocks them away with his chains like he's Kratos. (laughs) Yeah. Just very badass. He doesn't even need to firebend yet. He's just swinging those chains around. It's very cool. Yep. Uh, Zuko throws some fiery kicks as he'll do. Mm-hmm. The lead soldier and Zuko fight for a minute, and the soldier raises a giant pile of rocks high above him, uh, but Iroh snares him with the chains and trips him up, crushing him under the rocks. Brutal. Dead. He's killed this man. Uh, but the fight is over. Zuko and Iroh have won, standing together in victory for a moment. And then Zuko says, now, will you please put on some clothes? <laughs> we did get to spend the entire episode with Iroh being either entirely naked or <laughs> like 90% naked. Just, just in his, his grampy diaper. <laughs> just in yeah, a little tiny brown cloth. <laughs> I, You know what I say? Get rid of the cloth. Uh, The sun has set on the village, and Aang is still unsure what he'll do. Uh, After a minute, Heibai returns to wreak havoc yet again. He can't get over it. He's got to keep coming back every single night. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't finished the village off yet. Just, yeah, obliterate it. Maybe that's what the winter solstice is for, as he knows once once that solstice comes around... This whole thing is off the map. (laughs) I'm going to want a couple more buildings left so I can just really flex on him. (laughs) He's pacing himself. Let's see what this bad boy can do. Because I think, given what we've seen, it could level the whole village in a night. Yeah, easily. If it, it, it only takes like one swing to destroy a single village or a single building in this village. Yeah, and there aren't many buildings in the village. There's like like 10. Yeah. So, yeah, it would it would take a matter of, I don't know, 20 seconds. It would not be very difficult. <laughs> um, yep. Here, Heibai is. Uh, this time, though, instead of trying to talk or fight, Aang leaps up high and places a hand on Heibai's head to form a spiritual connection like the dragon did with him. Mm-hmm. And he looks at Heibai and sees the image of a panda bear 
above the menacing spirit and puts the pieces together. Aang does a lot of like putting pieces together and puzzle solving in this episode. Yeah. He's he's pretty good at it. He is the avatar after all. Yep. Yep. He And he, I think at one point he even mentioned early in the episode that like, maybe I'll just it'll just come to me. I'll just know what to do. I'll just figure out what to do and then I'll do it. And yeah. He, hey, you know what? So far, that has proved to work. It's working. <laughs> he's doing a great job. Um, yeah, he sees that panda bear image and realizes that the bear statue that he saw in the burnt forest earlier was of Hei himself, who is actually the spirit of the forest. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hei is angry about the destruction, just as Aang was. But Aang offers Hei the same hope that Katara had offered to him earlier and shows him the acorn, promising that the forest will grow again someday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a while, though. It's going to take a long ass time. I'm probably not going to be around. <laughs> You're a spirit, though, so I'm not really sure how long you live. Seemingly forever. Forever, yeah. <laughs> so you can just wait it out. Yeah, ten thousand years, drop in the bucket. Might, yeah, might might not feel very long for a spirit. Don't really know. If it does, that sounds awful. <laughs> sounds like a hellish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tortured existence where you're a prisoner in your own spirit body. Yeah. In the meantime, though, please stop destroying this village. Please go away. We're just doing our best out here. I've got acorns. Did, did these make you feel better? <laughs> hey, Brendan, I stumbled over my words for a second there, but then it led me to something great that I'm about to say. Angcorn. Oh, Angcorn. I someone's gonna have to Photoshop uh, an ear of corn with Ang's face on every on every or kernel. Or just an ear of corn. Okay, well, on every kernel, that's really <laughs> that's really good. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I kind of want to see an ear of corn with a blue arrow running down it. That's also funny. Yes, I, I will take either. <laughs> so to. Ang's faces have to be the same face on every no. kernel, or can it be different Ang faces? I think it would be funnier if it was different ones on everyone. So but, they're like all individual Ang's yeah. on one ear of corn. Yep, like you're like you could tell a story with it. Like some of them are looking at the other ones. Maybe one of them's like do making a funny face. Two of them are kissing <laughs> or trying, but they can't reach each other because their stuck. lips are not quite long enough. <laughs> I don't know, Brendan. You're a Photoshop guy. You'll you could. <laughs> put that together tonight probably I, I could do that and maybe i will i'm pretty sure you will <laughs> i gotta hold on let me write it down <laughs> i'm not and, doing i'm not doing it tonight but maybe by the time this episode comes out we'll have something for our social media you're gonna wake up in the morning and say what the fuck is angcorn don't write <laughs> down anything else just write angcorn <laughs> i did it's a, like a, a little dot and then the word angcorn angcorn you'll wake up and say what did we do last <laughs> night i don't remember drinking but <laughs> <laughs> but here we are in angcorn town <laughs> uh hey bye picks up the angcorn in his big demonic fingers <laughs> That's my new, I'm just going to use that in my personal life now. And everyone will say, no, it's acorn. And I'll say, yeah, I know I'm doing a bit, but it's not funny. <laughs> just go with it. It's fine. This is just what I do. <laughs> uh, 
He starts to turn away and as he does, transforms into the form of a giant panda. Mm hmm. Which is adorable. I wish he'd been that the entire episode. Yeah. Just like at Although, the end of the Digimon movie. Does that happen at the end of the Digimon movie? It does. It doesn't turn into a panda, but it does transform into a rabbit. So maybe they did just wholesale lift this. Okay, well, which one came out first? Probably the Digimon the movie. The Digimon right? movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Avatar just turned 18 the other day. The Digimon movie was in the 90s. So considerably older. Than uh, yeah, it opens with an Angela Anaconda bit for for how wow. like, if that will help you with the dating of it. Yeah, that kind of puts me in a specific mindset. Yep. I'm feeling a time frame and it's certainly older than the shit we're talking about here. I think they play kids in America at least twice throughout the film. It's really good. Is anybody walking on sunshine at any point? I don't believe so. Then they're not truly living. <laughs> um, the panda walks out of the village and through the village gate. As it does, some bamboo shoots instantly sprout up. And through the bamboo walks the missing villagers, including Sokka. Yeah, he back. He back, baby. He good. Katara gives him a big hug and asks how he's feeling after being stuck in the spirit world for 24 hours. All he says is that he has to pee really bad. Brendan, this is a children's television show. Oh, yeah. Lest we forget. But that got me thinking everybody who just came back out of the spirit world probably has to pee really bad. And some of them, I mean, what did they say? It had been like three nights that uh, he had been, Haybai had been attacking the village. Um, some of them, it's been four days since they yeah. used a toilet. Yeah. Can they pee in the spirit realm? We didn't actually figure that out. Not inconclusive evidence. Sokka was just holding it the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to be rude. Wasn't sure where he could go. There wasn't a designated corner like that's the... That's <laughs> the piss corner. In the spirit world. <laughs> would, would Ghost P just sink through the earth all the way out the other side? Whoa, man, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm tripping. <laughs> just phases all the way through the planet. <laughs> Like a uh, cartoon skeleton trying to drink water where it just pours out of his <laughs> neck bones. <laughs> yeah. But it's instead, it's piss. <laughs> um, the village thanks Aang, and so does Katara. Aang explains that he had a little help, referring to the dragon. And then he winks at the camera, and the, the camera pans over, and the dragon's giving him a big thumbs up, and puts it's on sunglasses and rides away. <laughs> You're welcome, Aang. It was my pleasure. <laughs> Didn't we have fun flying together? <laughs> See you next year. You want to know what that comet was about? Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> Not yet, my boy. Uh, Aang drops the bomb on them. Good news? He's found a way to talk to Avatar Roku by going to the Crescent Island on the solstice. Mm-hmm. Bad news? Several pieces of bad news. <laughs> the solstice is tomorrow. Only one day away. Uh, and the island is in the Fire Nation of all places. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. So we're going to have to make a little trip to the Fire Nation, which nobody is thrilled about. Katara and Sokka grimace as the camera pans up 
to reveal a crescent-shaped moon above. Ooh. It's all crescents all the way down. If only it was croissants all the way down. Ooh, that'd be much more delicious. <laughs> that will be what my morning is like. But for now, <laughs> let's end the episode. <laughs> croissants <laughs> all the way down. Yep, 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 yep. All right, Brendan, part one of the two-parter, the spirit world is what we called it. The spirit world, colon, winter solstice. Winter solstice. Part one. What a mess. (laughs) Or no, wait, we got that backwards. We were supposed to do it the other way. (laughs) I'm not really sure how we were supposed to do it, but uh, we're talking about it now. Brendan, what did you think of the first part of this two-parter? I thought it was really cool. Um, I it f- it felt quicker than the rest of the episodes so far. Like I, I when I was watching it, it was like by the time it was over, I was like, "Oh shit, did we do anything?" Uh, but we did a lot. There was a lot happened in the episode. Uh, it was just paced, I think, really well. Uh, I was I liked seeing Iroh in action. Hell yeah! Uh, it's very cool to see him like showing off his uh, ability. I kind of liked the way that it had Iroh and Aang's quests mirroring each other. Like, we're showing off how how they both work through problems that they have. Like, uh, granted, they were very different problems, but they they solved them in very different ways, but both because of how clever they are. Uh, It was a lot of fun. It was really fun and um, clearly sets up, like, a lot of what we're going to Mm -hmm. dive into here with part two. Like we talked about, raises like a good amount of questions um that yeah keep us hooked and wanting more iroh really good in this episode good to like seems like you know if he is this retired general that people are paying respect to we've never gotten the chance to see why Mm -hmm. and now not only do people recognize him as the dragon of the west a sick ass nickname badass yeah (laughs) Also, we get to see him like in action. Yeah. Fighting, earning that that respect that he's gotten like, oh, yeah, this is why he's he's earned it. Oh, yeah. Which is very cool. We dive into the spirit stuff in this episode, which is also pretty cool. It's like another aspect of this world that is to this point unexplored um, Mm -hmm. and opens lots of doors for like, well, what does. What are the spirits? Why are they important? How do they relate to like the actual physical world? If Aang is the bridge between these two worlds, like what is what does that actually mean? And like how will that manifest itself in future episodes going forward? Yeah, it kind of feels uh, almost video gamey in a way where this feels like they've set up the collectible for the game. Like you're gonna have to go around to all the different temples. And, co- and converse with the spirits to unlock your new powers and you gain a new ability every time you go to a temple or you capture them all in a jar yeah. <laughs> or a vacuum like mm-hmm. Luigi would do like Luigi would do. Yep. <laughs> that is kind of the rest of the plot of the show is Aang with a poltergust <laughs> taking it's, care of what needs to be done. It's kind of nice to have a, a goal for the moment. Like I know we have the goal of going to the North pole to learn waterbending, but it's nice to have like a short term goal. Um, yeah, because we, we've been kind of meandering in the last few episodes. Like w- like we said last week, it's mostly been spending time with the characters to develop them a little bit before we hit 
like major plot stuff. And this feels like a, a good place to to be for the moment. Yeah, it's like, okay, now we're ready. Now mm-hmm. we kind of know who these people are. So like we're ready to do something. Yep. So yeah, you're you're exactly right. It is nice to finally get things moving here. And this episode, knowing that it's the first part of a two-parter, does a good job of being like, all right, we're mo- we're moving forward and mm-hmm. there are even bigger things to come ahead in the next episode. So yeah, this is a good a good way to it's a good setup episode. If we're gonna yeah. do a two-parter where the, the first one is set up and the next one is payoff. Yep. This is a pretty good example of that. It did a pretty good job. And it had its own like little self-contained thing that did resolve. Sure. So like we're not left with like, oh, that was just a bunch of bullshit like that. Now we need to wait a week to see the rest of. But right. For sure. For sure. Um, a good episode that stands on its own. Uh, not much else to say about it. Brendan, I will tell you that next week's episode, I think is really, really good. Oh yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So if you enjoyed what they have done here, uh, I think we're going to have a really great time when we talk about episode eight, but we Mm -hmm. can't do that yet. Yep. And I had mentioned to you, I think off, off camera that when I saw the title of this episode, I thought it was one that I had seen before, but it was not. Ooh, surprise. New, new shit. Yeah. I was thinking well, of something else. I'm pretty sure, knowing what I know you know of this show, I think I know what you were talking about. And when we you won't said that, it, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. When you said that, I also went, mm, Brendan's not thinking of the right episode. And it turns out yeah, you were not. I was not. I'm happy about <laughs> I want this to all be new to you. <laughs> and even stuff I've seen, most of it is going to be like sure. a bit. Like I saw five minutes of the episode 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> flipping through the channels and then i i wonder what's going on here oh avatar all right let's go see what's going on on cartoon network (laughs) scoff yeah (laughs) i shall instead watch foster's home for imaginary friends (laughs) this is an invader zim (laughs) not for me no thank you Uh, okay, that is the end of this one, episode seven. Uh, no emails this week, Brendan. Oh, I know. Save that song. So really craft a really great song for the next time we have an email to read. I promise that I will not do that. I wouldn't expect anything <laughs> more or less. I'm not sure exactly how I should phrase that. Uh, Either way. I know what we're, we, we, we know what we're getting. <laughs> Uh, if you did want to reach out to us, gotta recap at gmail.com is the email address. Let us know what you're thinking of Avatar The Last Airbender so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, Nickelodeon in general, any cartoons in general, really anything you kind of want. Yeah. Send it our way. And it's likely to be read on this show. Yep. Tell us what moveset uh, Iroh would have as a Smash character. He's not in that uh, Nickelodeon all-star brawl. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot that happened because that game fucking sucked. It's really not good. (laughs) I can't even remember the exact name of it. Um, There are several Avatar characters in that game, but uh, it's not fun to play. So uh, (laughs) I can't really speak to how any of them are. Yeah. Um, Which is a bit of a shame. But if you can speak to how you would like Iroh to be <laughs> yeah uh gotta recap at gmail.com is where you can let us know at gotta recap on social media you'll find us there 
uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're on YouTube. Uh, find us in all those wonderful places. You can also drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you can review podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go ahead and do that for us. Leave glowing remarks, and we will be eternally grateful for you having done so. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Uh, Brendan, this was a uh, episode full of spirits was it not it was well just a few yeah not really actually that many spirits <laughs> uh when i said was it not you could have said it was not it was not well though i i was just so ready to agree I, with you you're just, <laughs> just kind of uh letting me lead into this uh episode ending thing and i fucked it up and you were being too good of a friend to uh rub it right in my face <laughs> Uh, let's start over. Brendan, uh, we spent a little time in the spirit world in this episode, did we not? We did. <laughs> Thank you for saying so. Uh, we'll have a spirited episode to discuss next week in episode eight, the second part of the two-parter winter solstice thing. Hell yeah. Woo-woo. We're looking forward to it, and we will see you all then. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.